I tell you what, he's uh, he said he, he wouldn't want to be up here. It's, it's hard to follow <laughs> talent. It is. I tell you, I'm not talented. I, I'm not. I get behind a pulpit and I can't juggle. I, I, I can't sing. Uh, I can't do a whole lot of nothing. But I'm glad that I've got somebody on my side Amen. that can do anything. Right. I'm glad that he's defeated death, hell, and the grave. Yeah. And that's the only reason I'm here tonight. I thank the good Lord, uh, you know, as the service went on, I, I kept grinning bigger and bigger and bigger. Uh, you know, uh, having talent like that, praise the Lord. I'm so glad people use it. People use their talents to praise the Lord. People standing up, people praising Him. Hey, praise the Lord uh, that we've got a, a, an option about us tonight that will praise Him. He's worthy to be praised. If you have your Bibles... Uh, uh, we'll be in the book of Proverbs tonight, uh, the book of Proverbs, uh, chapter 24. If you have your Bibles, uh, uh, Proverbs, uh, chapter 24. And when you get to verse 30, if you would please stand tonight to pay reverence to the reading of the Word of God. Proverbs 24, verse 30. The Word of God says this, it says, I went by the field of the slothful, and by the vineyard of the man void of understanding. And lo, it was all grown over with thorns and nettles, had covered the face thereof, and the stone wall thereof was broken down. Then I saw and considered it well. I looked upon it and received instruction. Yet a little sleep, a little slumber, a little folding of the hands to sleep, so shall thy poverty come as one that travaileth, and thy want as an armed man. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank You for letting us uh, come tonight. Lord Father, we thank You for the Spirit, Lord Father, that's already here. Lord, I, I thank You, Lord Father, for the talent and the, and the want, Lord Father, the desire, the, 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 the umption, Lord Father, the, the, the wanting to come, Lord Father, tonight and, and praise You and adore You, Lord Father. We thank You for Your Word. We thank You for uh, peace. We thank You for home and glory, Lord. We uh, thank You, Lord Father, for the Spirit, Lord Father, and we thank You for this Word uh, that You've impressed upon us to study. Lord, I pray tonight that this church can benefit from it, that the ones here tonight uh, uh, can benefit from it, Lord. Uh, we know that we're a willing vessel. Hide us behind the cross uh, uh, with these unclean lips, Lord, Father, that you may use us uh, in a mighty way. In Jesus' name I ask, amen. amen. Uh, you can uh, be seated uh, tonight. Now, uh, we want to take a little bit of time and, and look in Proverbs uh, uh, chapter 24, uh, 30 through 34. And uh, as I was reading this scripture, uh, I started to think about uh, uh, how it applies to me. Now, I, I, I like to give people the benefit of the doubt. I, I don't know if y'all do that, but I know people make mistakes. Uh, I, I know people sometimes forget. Uh, I know the church sometimes forget uh, uh, what exactly we need to be doing as a people. Uh, now I went to my, my, my dad's house today. I, I picked up something from his house. I went and got my youngins. Uh, you know, and I'd already had the scripture on my mind. I already had a, a thought process on my mind. Uh, you know, I pulled up at my house uh, and I just got slapped right across my old face. I did. Uh, I pulled up at the house uh, and I seen something. I said, Lord have mercy. I've got to bring it with me tonight. I, I, I've got to bring that with me and just to show everybody uh, that you make mistakes. Right. Now, now, in my, in my, now this old box, I had to zip tie this thing. It was trying to open up on me. And now it's not a pair of shoes. Y'all ladies don't get excited. It says Michael Kors. Now my wife uh, probably bought some shoes, unfortunately. Uh, but she, I seen something in my house. I said, I got to bring it. All right. I got to bring that to show that you mess up. All right. All right. Now about three or four months ago, 
I got a letter. I'm a member at where I live at. We've got an HOA. I don't know if y'all know what that means, but you don't want one. It's a homeowner's association. All right? Now, there's certain things you've got to do to keep your house looking good. Because right. they don't like it when they come by and your house don't look nice. Right. If your paint doesn't get crackled, they're going to make you paint your wall. Right. If, you, if, you, if your concrete's dirty, they're going to go out there and pressure wash your concrete. Right. Now, they get on my nerves. I don't care if they hear this letter or not. They get on my nerves sending me little letters. and I know I make mistakes. It should look real nice. I should be proud of that place. But I went out in my, in my garden uh, about three or four months ago and I pulled up every weed in that garden. I pulled up everything. I, I pulled up every bush. I didn't care if it was alive or dead. If, I didn't care because if I got rid of it, they couldn't complain about it. And I put me three rose bushes back in that spot. Real pretty rose bushes. And, and you know, I cleared it out and I put down some mulch. It looked sharp at church. It did. It looked really good. But... I didn't do nothing else with it. I, I left it about half undone. I didn't finish up around the side. I didn't get enough mulch. I, I sort of, you know, it looked good when I got done. But boy, I went up my, my, my steps earlier. I went up my steps. And I don't know if y'all got problems with vines. But boy, I, it's just a mess. I ain't going to pull this out to make a mess in your church. But this old vine, this is just, this ain't even tent there. It was a mess. I started pulling this stuff off. My wife came out there a while ago. She said, what? What has gotten on you? You need to go in there and study or something. I know this is, this is what I need right here. I got home and I said, I done messed up. I didn't take care of what I started. I let something go by and it done made a mess. It done got in all my bushes. It done wrapped around my rose bushes. It done wrapped up my post up my porch. You know, I killed this stuff just a few months ago. I thought I did. I done pulled it up by the roots and threw it in on top of my car and let it bake in the sun and die. It came back. Boy, don't we know that we make a few mistakes sometimes. Don't we know that sometimes we neglect to do what we're supposed to do. Now this old guy here, he says, I went by the field. As we can understand, assume this is Solomon. I went by the field of the slothful and by the vineyard of the man void of understanding. And lo, it was all grown over with thorns and nettles and had covered the face thereof and the stone wall thereof was broken down. Now, I mainly want to focus on the vineyard tonight. And now what's, what's wrong with the vineyard and what's made the man slothful? Now the slothful word, that's real nice. Uh, I'm going to put that in a, a King James Act Stone English. Uh, uh, what he's trying to say is he's lazy. It went by a lazy man's house uh, that was ignorant is what he's trying to say. Uh, uh, he sat down in his house uh, uh, happy-go-lucky that everything was going to go fine. Now to understand uh, what's going through this man's mind, I give people the benefit of the doubt. I, there's something going on in this man's mind that let this go on. I, I'll immediately tell you the reason this old vine grew up my old porch is because I've been too busy doing other things in my life. I've got too, I'm just too busy just to stop walking into my house and pull a vine out of the garden that's growing right next to the door. Hey, this brother right here probably doesn't seen it and been thinking, why ain't he pulled that old vine out next to his porch? You walk into my house sometimes, I got too 
little old kids. Uh, me and my wife work full-time jobs and I do other things. Uh, sometimes the house gets a mess. Uh, uh, sometimes my old truck gets a mess. Uh, I neglect to do the things I need to do. Right. Now the man with the vineyard neglected to do what he needed to do. But I'd like to think he had a reason. Everybody's got a reason. Now, I'm not saying he had some good ones, but he had some reasons. I'd like to think that he maybe looked at his vineyard and he said, my vineyard's just not big enough. Uh, my vineyard will never amount to anything in this world. Uh, my vineyard, even if I kept on working, kept on uh, putting those seeds out there, whatever his thought process is, uh, he says to himself, uh, my vineyard amounts to nothing. My vineyard means nothing. It's not valuable enough for me to keep working on it. The neighbor's vineyard's nicer. My brother's vineyard's bigger than mine. The vineyard down the road's bigger. Hey, the church house today, we sit back and we say, the church down the road's nicer. That ministry's so much bigger. They've got a bigger steeple than we do. A bigger budget. We start thinking about size, money, acreage, and we try to limit ourselves. And you know what the church does? It neglects. We say we can't do anything, we're not big enough. Boy, I tell you what, one of the most annoying things, you may have asked me it tonight, I don't really care if I hurt your feelings or not. One of the most annoying things I don't like for people to ask me, how many people's going to church over yonder? That just gets under my skin. What does it matter how many folks going over? What does it matter what the collection offering says on the wall? What does it matter how big the parking lot is? If it's paved or if it's dirt? What does it matter what the pastor drives? We try to place limits on what God can do and we sit back in a little pity party and we neglect what we're supposed to do. We say, well, we can't do nothing. We say we'll never be able to do nothing. Whoa, I've been in them old pity parties. This old fella sitting up in his house and giving the benefit of the doubt. He just ain't good enough. What he got ain't big enough. Ain't it sad today, church, that we sit back and we neglect what we are because of how others see us. We worry about what we're wearing to church. We worry about everything in there. We worry about stained glass windows. We worry about everything other than truly the Word of God. We worry about how pretty the sermon sounds. We worry about the sound system just being perfect. We worry about so many small, it doesn't matter things. And what really matters is coming and serving Him. Coming and living in Him and loving. He neglected because of the size of the vineyard. He maybe neglected because he felt like his land wasn't fertile enough. Now, I don't know if y'all realize this farm, and now you got to have fertile land. I used to have a home in Heflin. Quite the opposite of what I got up right now with this old vine. I had some property up in Heflin. In my backyard, that house was built on a bank. And you can see where they went in and graded that old bank off. And now my front yard sloped down, covered in bushes and trees and grass galore. Boy, I had a pretty yard when I cut it, and I kept it cut. But the backyard... Now when they graded that off, you understand topsoil and fertile, it was dust. I went and bought Leland cypress trees. Now those things are designed to be put in a desert-like condition. I read the label to make sure. 
It says desert-like conditions, direct sun. I, I said to Kimberly, I bought about 20 of them things. I said, we can't kill them. No matter what we do, this ground, no matter how bad off it is, it won't kill this, these trees. We got, a, we got a PTO back there digging that hole. We wouldn't even dig a hole through that old dirt. It was so hard, so rent, so just good for nothing. We planted those Leland Cypress trees, and you know what happened to every one of them? They died. <laughs> Desert-like conditions. Hey, we in Alabama. I figured they'd survive. Okay. Now, what I did was I put those things out in a place that was infertile, and you know what I did? I had me a little pity party. When I first bought that place, I said, I'm going to sow grass in this backyard. <laughs> I told Daddy, I said, I'm going to sow this grass. He said, yeah, you need to put down some lime. He started telling me things to do. I said, no, I, that's work. <laughs> I'm just going to hope the weeds spread and the grass grows. I remember cutting grass every three foot. There was a stem of grass sticking up. Now, I, what I'm trying to portray here is it was infertile ground. I couldn't grow anything with it unless I fixed it. Unless I went to it and I brought things to it that it needed. Now the vineyard down the street, uh, uh, this guy that owns this vineyard, uh, he probably seen a vineyard down the street uh, putting out bananas, uh, uh, putting out grapes, uh, uh, putting out everything you could possibly think of. Had the biggest okra, had the biggest watermelons. Uh, hey, I know they probably didn't have that in that area. I don't care. Hey, you understand that. They had the biggest everything and beautiful and he drove by and he said my goodness, my place will never do that. Uh, my Mine's not as fertile as that. Uh, mine's not as pretty as that. I'll never be able to put out like that. All oh, the other vineyards put out two times more than what I put out. Oh, the church house today, we hear about souls getting saved. Boy, I rejoice. I, I see people hear about souls getting saved and they dry up like an old person that just ain't got nothing to live for. They, they, they see uh, 20 people getting saved at a Wednesday night service and they say, they can't be doing something right. They're using some version I don't like. I don't care if I offend you or not. Oh, they're using TVs. Oh, that's so bad. Oh, the church house. We sit back and we worry and whine about fertile ground in different places. And we need to be worrying looking at ourselves and how to fix the ground. We worry about everything else in this old world. I haven't seen the growth that I want to see. Well, that's another thing he probably thought. I ain't seen the growth that I want to see. I tell you what, I've been a pastor of churches about four years, two different churches, and sometimes I stood back and I just couldn't see the growth that I wanted to see. I was a member of a church when I first started preaching. My mindset is it's just got to grow. It's just got to do well. And some of you are thinking, yeah, a growth equals health. That's not how it really works. Uh, but we always want to see growth in the church house. We ain't worried about fixing the soil. We just worried about wanting to put out. I, I put out probably a hundred pound of grass seed in that old backyard. And them rats probably had a good field day running around there eating that old grass. It wasn't, it wasn't raked up. Uh, there wasn't no hay strode out. Uh, there wasn't sprinklers put out there taking care of it. Hey, today the church house, uh, if you want to fix your soil, you got to go back to the root system uh, and fix your church uh, and fix your prayer life, uh, uh, fix your preaching, uh, uh, fix it in these old altars. Uh, if you want to get back on fire for God, quit complaining about the, the vineyard next door. I'm giving the benefit of the doubt. He neglected because he never seemed to get the growth he wanted. Boy, the church, 
we don't get the growth we want, we just give up. We don't put out the way we want to, we give up. We don't see souls saved after we run that revival as hard and as fast as revival can run. We give up. You know, it's tough. This old vineyard guy, I know he had probably one more reason. I came up with one more idea. One more thing the Lord showed me. You know, he probably said, uh, well, this vineyard ain't in a good spot. If the vineyard was closer to town, I could get some more people in here to work my vineyard. Hey, think about that, church. He said, if I, my vineyard was a little closer to where the wine press was, it wouldn't take so long to get my load over there. It wouldn't take so much labor. He whined and complained. He can't find any laborers. He can't find anyone to stay and work. He, can, he probably whined about his falling down wall. That's in Scripture. Y'all can read it again. The wall had fallen down. Whose fault was that? Blaming it on where he was at and probably whining about his environment out here with a bunch of old crazy animals going right through his old wall. The church house, well, we sit back and we say, we don't know why the church has got it in such bad shape. We don't know why. It's comical to some of you, yeah. Hey, but it's sad that we've sat back for years and years uh, the church has fallen away and we don't know why. We've neglected our duty. We've neglected to pray. We've neglected to sing. We've neglected to work. We've neglected. All for all kinds of reasons. You're worried about what's around you. Boy, I ain't worried about you. I heard somebody say, well, I go, this church back here in the middle of sticks. I don't care. I don't know none of y'all. Church is back here in the middle of sticks. I walked around there and I said, there's a basketball goal out there. I like that. <laughs> I said, uh, well, I tell you what, old kids got a place to play. I've been in a lot of churches and ain't got no place to take care of no kids. Let them run loose and play. Have a good time. So that ain't what the church is for. Hey, praise the Lord. We don't need to neglect children. We don't need to neglect lost people. Hey, when they come in the door, uh, they don't know Jesus. Uh, but when they leave the place, uh, they better know Jesus. We're neglecting so many problems. We can sum it up real quick. His ground wasn't big enough. His ground wasn't fertile enough. His location wasn't good enough. And if you look at it, if it's a vineyard, he's probably got plenty of space. If there's weeds growing there, there should be plenty of ground there to grow other things. I know I had ground you couldn't grow anything in. And he didn't have to worry about going out and finding the workers. You know why? He needed to get off his lazy rear end and do it himself. Church house today is getting lazy and neglecting what they need to do. I ain't telling you to start driving a horse-drawn buggy to church to go back to the old way, church. I'm trying to tell you today, we don't need to neglect the saving power of Jesus Christ. We need to understand who He is here for. And He is for the lost. He came not for those that didn't need a physician. He came for those that are sick. He came for me when I was lost. He's coming for you today. If you don't know Him, praise the Lord, He's already came. Now this man has problems. <laughs> if you really read 30 through 34, he's got problems. He's lazy. I'm giving the benefit of the doubt that he's lazy. Most of us have never been through hard times. Y'all know that? Most of y'all ain't never been through hard times. 
Most of us have never had to suffer through very difficult situations. Now we back up back to the Great Depression where people were starving to death. Mamas and daddies didn't eat to make sure little old kids could eat. It's tough. Now I know there's hard things going on in this county, but a lot of you, especially the ones in the church house, have never faced hard times. Now I want you to know something about my age group. I can tell you this because I'm part of the age group. We think we got the world beat. We are lazy. Y'all hear me? We're lazy. We think we got the world beat. We think that everything is attainable if we just work hard enough. That's what's been preached to us for years. And when we go out into the world and we get defeated, what happens? So many young people give up. They give up on their jobs. They give up on their churches. They say, well, it's, 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 they got hard stuff going. I can't go to church. They don't have a swing set. I can't go to church over there. We, 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 we face difficult times in our marriages and the divorce rates just went crazy. We face difficult times through all these problems. And we immediately withdraw. Now, I say that to say this. That's who y'all are supposed to be winning over. Okay? My age group is in bad shape. I ain't saying you got to flock to them when they come in the door. Most of them are introverts like me and they don't like that. <laughs> but I'm telling you this, you can't neglect your community. You cannot neglect the needs of the people around you. You cannot neglect what this church has to do that will be different than the church down the road. You don't have to look the same. You don't have to sound the same. You don't even have to appear the same. Anything about you don't have to be the same. You need to stop neglecting what God has sent you to do and do it. Now I'm glad it goes beyond the church house. Now this is a vineyard and He's taking care of it. And a lot of you may apply this to your church building. I'm going to fix that real quick. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 1. It says this, it says, For you know that if our earthly house of this tabernacle were dissolved... Yeah, listen to this. If this house were dissolved, we have a building of God, a house not made with hands, eternal in heaven. We have a house, praise the Lord, that is not made with hands. Uh, today you've got a fancy little old building out here, uh, back here in the sticks, but praise the Lord, if this burned down tomorrow, you still got the church house uh, uh, here in this place. Uh, you still got a people, uh, a group of people that love the Lord, uh, and you don't need to neglect uh, if the church burns down tomorrow and there's not insurance, uh, you better put up a couple camping tents uh, and go to meeting. Uh, I don't care what kind of structure you got, uh, what it looks like, uh, what you drive, uh, you don't need to neglect. Boy, we got a church house full of folks today. I don't care. I said, I don't care if it hurts your feelings. I don't know you. We got a church house full of folks neglecting. They don't care. I've been in enough meetings to know people don't care. I've been in enough meetings to know that when you ask about spending money on feeding hungry children, the people say, well, can't their mamas feed them? Lord have mercy. How much colder can you get? Uh, how much harder is it to neglect uh, the people around you? You say you want to do something and feed the community. They say, that costs money. Come on, Neglecting. They don't care. It's so sad what we've done today. He's sad. He's lazy. You know, he's, he never had a harvest. That's so lazy, man. I want you to know something about him. His place was run over with vines and run over with weeds. 
the bad thing about the guy that owns the vineyard is he's never going to see a harvest. Church, you keep neglecting what God's told you to do. You ain't never going to see no harvest. You ain't never going to get no better. I don't know why church members sit around and think that things are going to get better if they sit there. <laughs> I don't see why they think they're going to have a pastor if they sit there. Why they're going to grow if they sit there. They neglect so little things. You know, something else, he caused weeds to grow. He could have had a harvest. Church today, I want you to know something. If, you, if you're having problems come up in your church, you can have good problems too. I don't like the bad problems, but I sure enough like the good problems. I like when people can't find a place to sit. I like it when the AC goes out and everybody has to sweat. Go through the church service. I like it the good problems when people show up and there's not enough forks in this fellowship ball to feed everybody. You say, Zach, it doesn't sound like problems. They are, but they're good ones. He never saw the good problems that come from ministry. And you know, the worst part about this old slothful fella, this old lazy guy that never took care of his vineyard, everybody could see it. Church, everybody can see it. You can't hide it. You ain't got to worry about the, the Lord can see it. People can see it when they visit. Now, people can come into this church and know something ain't right. Somebody's neglecting what they need to do. I've been in enough churches to know it don't take very long to figure out somebody's neglecting what they need to do. It's more rampant than you think it is. There's pews full of people that need to be praising the Lord. There's pews full of people that need to be crying in an altar. Boy, I tell you what, I don't believe I can go through a pew uh, here tonight and find somebody that don't have a lost loved one. And I, I heard Brother Roger say a while ago, we, we, we're running out of time. We're running out of time. This old guy's got a vineyard that's run over. Hey, we got a church sometimes that's run over that ain't kept up, that ain't been prayed for, that ain't been uh, prayed over, that ain't been lifted up. And it becomes the vineyard of the slothful man, the lazy man, the ignorant man that doesn't say, I need to do something. Church today, it's 2019. I'd like to see a whole lot more years, but I don't know how much longer we got. I don't. I ain't going to sit here and tell you no year he's coming. I do know this, he's coming. It's becoming more serious every day. Church, if you don't realize that you need to pray for somebody tonight, you're neglecting something in your life. If you don't know something's not right in your life, and I know, hey, we're all sinful folks. I, I, I think we are. I, I've got sin in my life I need to get rid of. But if we don't realize we need to pray tonight, get rid of it. Stop neglecting the vineyard. Get the vineyard back to where it needs to be. I want you to know something about that old vineyard. That old vineyard was overgrown with weeds, broken down walls. You know, the longer I wait to clear out that old garden bed up front, the harder it's going to be. I don't like work. Out there in that old sun, it's been, whoo, it's been 90-something degrees for a month now. It's going to be harder the longer I wait. Church is going to get harder the longer you wait. If you ain't witnessing the way that you want to, the way that you need to, it's going to be harder to start the longer you wait. If you want to, if, he, if the Lord's beckoning you to come and get saved tonight, the longer that you wait, the harder it's going to get, the easier it's going to get. It's been so easy to walk by this old vine. You know, I decided today I had enough. I decided today this thing's done. I don't want it in my life no more. 
I got rid of it. I even took it all the way down here. I said, it ain't coming back with me. I'm going to dump it on the side road somewhere. Let somebody else deal with this problem. Hey, can you bring your problems to the altar and leave them up here? Can we do that as a church, as a family? I love you all to death. I don't know none of you. I didn't say that a bunch of times, but I love you. You're my Christian brothers and sisters. And I know that more of you than not have a lot of vines stirring up troubles at your house. Stirring up troubles in your home. I know Jesus said, I come not to bring peace. He said, I come to drive a sword between the, the, the mamas and the daddies, the daughters and the uh, mothers, uh, all kinds of problems in the home. Why? Because He loves us. You've got to turn away from everything around you. Turn away from wickedness. Take them old vines, take them old problems, and get rid of these things. I'm going to put it in a place I don't even want to see it no more. It's gone. Praise the Lord, it's gone. Church, if you want to get rid of the problems in your life, uh, pray for them, get rid of them, get them gone. As I get a verse of some song ready tonight, if you want to get your vineyard in shape, if you want to get your church house the way that it needs to be, if you want to be able to pray in a way that you get to the throne room of glory, if you want to be able to cry out to the Lord and He hears your cries, He loves you, hey, get rid of that old vine. 